up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of a defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Oh, he was absolutely knocked back into that tweet by Atwood. David Atwood has got titanium in his shoulders at the moment. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes magnificently on the Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug. We're a weekly rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans. And every week we're gathered around the microphones, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. My name is Charlie and I'm stepping in once again for Gabriel. He is down the line. He's finishing in Milan this week. So we back with me and Tom in Bath uh, next week. So sorry for the poor audio quality. Gabe, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, boys. Yeah, never fear. I'll be back next week uh, to sort out the shambles going on in Bath at the moment with the audio. Uh, I'm well. Tom, how are you, mate? I was going to say, it's not, it wasn't the shambles at the weekend, was it? At the stoop. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, really enjoyed the weekend. Um, uh, but yeah, Charlie, you're sounding a little bit uh, croaky, mate. Have you had a heavy, heavy weekend? Yeah, it has been quite a heavy weekend. So sorry for you having to listen to my poor hungover voice uh, my cousin got married so uh, had a fantastic weekend down in Dorset down on the south coast but uh, we had to catch up with the rugby this morning but uh, ready to you know get stuck in with this Gabe you seem to have watched quite a fair amount of sport this weekend uh, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, I think I'd rival anyone else uh, probably in the world to have watched as much sport as I have this weekend. I just found myself glued to the telly. Um, went out Saturday night, but apart from that, I reckon every other waking hour I was watching some sort of live sport. So yeah, I've taken quite a lot in, but hopefully I can remember what's what. Um, but yeah, we'll kick off with the bath game. Um, and I thought we were absolutely bloody fantastic, weren't we? Um Obviously, we talked. We spoke last week about Quinns being a completely different side at the Stoop, um, and how Bath we were winless. Obviously, going into the game, um, so yeah, a few nerves about before. Um, but I thought we were we were absolutely marvellous. Uh, forward pack, especially um, some other boys um, really stood out as well. Tom, did you you think we were? Well, obviously, we thought we were good. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed watching the game. Um, yeah, I was at uh, Edgebuston on, on, on Saturday um, behind Somerset in the T20 finals day. Uh, and that wasn't so good, but um, kept up with the, uh, the bath game and then watched the full game on, on Sunday. Um, and yeah, I just really, really enjoyed it. I don't really know where to start. Um, there were so many good performances. Um, it's hard really to name anyone who, who didn't, didn't play well. Um, you know, Zach Mercer obviously was absolutely titanic. Um, I thought throughout the whole game, obviously the two tries, um, a ridiculous, ridiculous power, particularly to score that first try, um, and then you know Big Joe cocking a seager as well. Um, yeah, I, I thought they were fantastic. Um, Charlie, what did you make of the? Yeah, well, I, what I was most happy to see was us actually coming out and making a statement to the whole to the whole Premiership. You know, you had some people wandering around uh, in in misery after the first first game to Bristol saying, oh, Bath are going down, Bath are going down. There's been some chat about Bath being real top four contenders now, which we obviously said at the start. Um, but seeing the likes of Big Joe, obviously listening last week, I said I want to see him finishing some of these scoring opportunities. Uh, and how about that for a finish? I mean, he did well to put himself in that position by dropping the ball in the first place, but then regathering it and dotting it down the way he did was pretty pretty sublime, wouldn't you say, Gabriel? 
Yeah, I mean, and the second one where he, where he got bundled into touch, well, where, where his arm was slightly down before he got the ball down, that would have been even better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's incredible skill, just like the body awareness of where you are, where the where the line is, where your feet is, where your arms are, where the opposition are, where the line is. It's like, and it all, all, when, it, when you slow it down, it doesn't look nearly as good. That happens just so quickly, split second, and to be that aware of everything going on around you, I thought... He was, um, yeah, he Aaron, was, Aaron Morris literally hanging onto his coattails and he's dragged him along for two or three metres and almost got the ball down. Um, yeah, he, he really is some athlete, isn't he? Yeah, uh, just seriously, seriously impressive because when you saw it in slow motion, that, that, that second one, the one where he just had the arm down, you could see him looking down at his feet, um, just, just, just checking where that line was, you know, the ability just to just to keep his toes inches from that touchline with someone hanging off him, as you say, was pretty pretty phenomenal. Yeah, so we'll come on to a few more personal performances um, uh, later on. But what what pleased you most generally about the the, the the team performance as a whole, Tom? I think we've we've spoken a lot about um, the sort of game that we're trying to play. Um, and that is really like a power game, um, dominating other teams up front, having a really strong set piece. And I think that was probably um, sort of what pleased me most. Most I thought the set piece in particular was absolutely brilliant. You know, 15 lineouts, 15 lineouts won. Um, we've spoken a lot about the bar second rows, and, and Luke Charteris hasn't had much of a mention. And I think he absolutely stepped up. You know, he captained the side. Um, he was disruptive. We disrupted five of their of their lineups and turned it over and, and the mauling was just incredible you know taking 20 metres um, out of Quinns every time that we brought the ball down um, that's such a powerful weapon so yeah I was really really pleased in particular to, to, to see that side of our game um, really developing that's and what for, you know it's got to, you know credit's got to go to um, Stuart Hooper and, and Todd Blackadder who obviously um, are probably specialists in, in, in that area of the lineup. Yeah that's what I was pretty impressed to see as well because the driving maul over the First two weekends seemed seemed a bit of a toothless uh, toothless weapon, um, and we were getting splintered far too easily. So, hopefully, that's as you say something they've been working on in training, uh, and really they put it to, to you know to excellent effect today. Uh, Gabriel, we've got something to add to that. Yeah, I think as well as um, Hooper and uh, Blackadder, let's not forget the influence of Toby Booth as well. Obviously, been at the club for a quite quite a long period now, and. Um, yeah, he's he may get overlooked um, with obviously Blackadder being a forward and Hooper being a forward. But yeah, I think he would be um, would, would be influential in that game. And just you mentioned there about Charteris um, not getting much um, credit, but a couple of people did actually tweet us um, on on Saturday after the game and on Sunday saying um, about how well Charteris played. I'll just find them now for you boys. Um, but yeah, I think he did have a good game. I think all of our pack had a, a really good game. As you say, that mall was was excellent. For example, Tom Scriven. Um, no, sorry, it was uh, a Twitter handle called Defending Half Wits Champ at Nigel Chivers, who uh, tweeted us saying thought Charters had his best game in a bath yet today. So that just backs up what you were saying, Tom. And I think I was quite surprised, certainly, to see him selected in the first fifteen and captaining. Um, just demonstrates the depth we have in that position, as we mentioned yeah. at the start of uh, start of the season. It's possibly one of the best, possibly one of the actual best uh, second row squads in the entire league. Yeah, particularly, particularly when you know um, a lot of the a lot of the well, Saracens guys um, launched great laws. Particularly when those guys head off to internationals, um, I think we've got a real, real advantage in in, in that area. 
Um, yeah, and you, you spoke about the power being what impressed you most. And probably if someone said to me before the game, who do you consider to be Bath's most uh, powerful player, I probably said Dave Atwood. But obviously Dave Atwood didn't even, um, I think they rested him, didn't even make the 23. Good man so, management. Yeah. yeah. So that just shows that um, how, how deep our, our second row is. Yeah, so, and, and, and probably Falatau you'd put in that bracket as well, and he obviously didn't play either. Yeah, he came on. I think he did have um, quite a good impact when he came on. I remember oh, yeah. seeing a statistic about uh, he made um, quite 15, a few tackles. 15 tackles 15, in, I think it was yeah. 20, 22 minutes. That's insane. That's insane, insane, that's insane workout. I mean, um, we'll come on to it later, but who, who do we pick in the back row and in the second row for next week? Like, That's a really, really good place to be in after three games um, with a back five who everyone's putting their hands up at. They said in the week, um, I think you mentioned it last week, Tom, that Ellis was banging the door down. He was his usual abrasive self. Obviously, Falatau. Um, Lowe will be back at some point. He's uh, go, He's got through an absolute mountain of air miles recently, but he'll be back at some point. So it's um, it's a good place to be in, I think, there. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it's but, exciting. That pack, just you know, from, from one to eight, is just it really, really excites me. And that's what that's what we saw with the, the power game. Also... Uh, you're seeing some of the signings like Jamie Roberts, who was who was being powerful, carrying uh, in, in in the backs as well. You got Gabriel uh, throwing throwing some darts, no, some imaginary darts. Like, no, reference. Just, um, I was just highlighting that I thought Tom Dunn had a good game as yeah. well. But obviously, it's all yeah. so no one can actually see me um, doing like, imaginary throw-ins. Yeah, I, I, I was going to mention I was going to mention the front row actually. We haven't we haven't spoken about them, and I think we're almost starting to take it for granted. But it's really nice to have that consistency um, in the front row with Nathan Cat and Henry Thomas obviously spending a lot of time on the sidelines last year. And I think in particular Henry Thomas um, has really shored up that scrum. Um, we look really, really solid. Um, and, and, you know, that's if we can give players like Mercer and Falatau um, a platform to run off and run at the likes of, you know, Marcus Smith, which, which Mercer did consistently, um, he's, he's going to wreak absolute havoc. So I thought I thought our front row... Had a good game, and I'll just say as well, I was critical of, of Van Ruin when he came on, um, but I thought uh, a couple of games ago, when when he made his first uh, appearance at Bath, but I thought yesterday um, or Saturday, sorry, he 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 looked really effective off the bench, so that's promising as well. Yeah, Thomas was uh, yeah really solid in the scrum as, as always, which is good to see. You. God, I hope, I hope his head's all right. It looked like someone smashed a smashed a pallet of strawberries over his head, uh, but good to see that he played on. Um, hopefully it'll be all right. <laughs> That's a cliche we've not heard before. <laughs> That's, uh... um, moving into the backs then, lads. Um, where oh, obviously we spoke about Thok and Asiga, um, and uh, there's obviously I think there were other standout performances there. Charlie, did you um, pick anyone else out of the of the back division? Yeah, definitely. I thought Willison. As I said, uh, as I've said in previous podcasts, it's really exciting me. I'm falling in love with him quite quickly. Uh, the way he's playing, it just, it just, it's just great to watch. That he's, he's just running with such intent, hard lines, you're giving fall, those offloads. You're falling in love with him. Oh, you know, just the way he plays. Not necessarily the human being, Tom. We're going to get, we're going to get a reputation on this podcast. <laughs> well, I was saying about Anthony Watson, and now you, Jackson Willison, um, and gee, your your love story with uh, Freddie Burns continues, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go go follow our, our Twitter to have more on that. Gabriel, um, have you got anything you want to add? Yeah, I think I think, I think we should I think we should um, address sort of this. Explain um, what we mean to, to all those listeners out there who don't have Twitter. So 
um, yeah, Gabriel was sort of tweeting during the match during the match with with his comments, and you know, in that five minutes when Burns um, threw the interception and then uh, missed that kick, what, what, what did you tweet? I think it was a number of angry faces. Yeah, um, so I was. Um, I blame you two really for leaving me the responsibility of the Twitter handle. You lost on that. Happens. Yeah, I sent out a tweet saying shocking five minutes from Burns and I completely stand by that tweet like it was a really bad five minutes for me he missed that kick from straight in front and then he threw the inset pass and at the time it just gone 15-5 after 19 minutes and I was quite you know I was disappointed but I don't think that's a, a very harsh tweet like if I was playing for Sully, old Sulians in a weekend and I did that and someone came up to me oh you had a shocking five minutes I'd say yeah I, I did that was that was pretty poor Anyway. He, got back, he got back to me and said, invite me on the pod, love to hear your opinion of me in the room, thanks for the support, obviously slightly sarcastically. And I'll just say, you're welcome on the pod, Freddie, if you're listening. Um, I've got no beef with you, mate. We both want exactly the same thing, <laughs> and that's for Bath to do well. Um, well, you did You did have to get your knife and fork out and uh, chew your way through a bit of humble pie, as he did. Oh, okay. He did. No, he did bring out some. He, he was. He was excellent in, uh, in in patches as well. I know his his kicking percentage was pretty low, about fifty seven percent, I think, off the tee, which which uh, does need to be sharpened up, obviously. But um, yeah, I know uh, he, no, that, that offload for the for the Cock and Seagers uh, second try was unbelievable. Uh, and he uh, he was throwing some nice balls out wide, bringing Rocco into the game. Uh, good to see Rocco coming in off, off his wing as well. You know, Rocco's offload for uh, Kokonasiga's try, the one that Kokonasiga did very well to finish, was 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 you know like, fantastic. Um, yeah, I know you boys have told me to be um, maybe a bit more PC about this incident, but I know Tom that we both have known in the past. It's not the first time that this sort of um, this sort of instance happened with uh, with fans. I just wonder if that's really the sort of relationship that you want. With at the end of the day, we're paying his wages with ticket with ticket sales and and merchandise sales. Like, so I don't think that's really the sort of relationship you want to have. I we're trying to, to dissect his performance. Yeah, I think yeah. I, yeah, he's a volatile character um, on and off the pitch, and he we we we've sort of noticed a few times he has got into Twitter spats with. Um, with fans and it's yeah it's not the way to approach it um, you know you can't let that sort of stuff get him down um, but I agree with Charlie you know I think I think it, and Patches he obviously he obviously made mistakes but you're always going to get one of Freddie Burns um, but equally you're always going to get um, you know those, those, those magical sort of moments, moments those moments of, those moments of brilliance um, you know you mentioned the the the, the, the offload to, to Cogna Seager on the left wing yeah, but the they're also you know great. they're also I thought he ran the show pretty well um uh, I thought we looked as potent as we have done all season um, in attack. So um, yeah, uh, I think I think um, you know he, he needs to learn how to take criticism a bit better. Um, but equally, um, yeah, I, I'd like to see him sort of get some continued time in, in the ten shot. Yeah, in my in my opinion, uh, I just want to see some attacking uh, attacking rugby. Uh, like you say, those as you've just mentioned, and I've already mentioned the, the some of the skills you brought out in this game are fantastic and if he throws one offload for every time uh, he's he's set up quite a few tries this week quite a few tries the previous week played no, no and very good games in both of them if he throws one offload uh, one uh, inset pass every now and then it's not the end of the world as long as we're winning if it's when it's losing us games that's when it matters but one one inset pass in a game that, that we won doesn't matter yeah, I know. I, I know, and I was just commenting on five minutes of performance. I'm not really sure it was a incredibly 
I think we've given this too much. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say, I think, yeah, I think we, we've probably spoken about that enough, and and hopefully down the line we can get him on the podcast, and uh, you know, um, he's welcome. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be really good, and um, you know, maybe a little teaser for for next week for all our listeners. Um, that we are hoping, no guarantees, but we are hoping um, that we will have our first um, player interview. So uh, subscribe to the pod um, and download that one next week um, for hopefully some better audio quality and also potentially our first player interview. I, I was just going to pick out um, sort of one other person in the backs who I thought, um, well, actually, Ch- Charlie, you already mentioned him, uh, sorry, but I was, I was just going to say a bit more about Jackson Willison. Yeah. Um, I think he's added so much to our game. I think something that we did really well on Saturday was keeping the ball alive and offloading, and it meant that we were able to get behind the first line of defence, um, and, you know, then, then our dangerous runners were able to, to exploit that. You know, Willison made six offloads um, in the match, wow. which was only one fewer than the whole of the Quinn side. Um, we made, and we made 17 as, uh, as a team altogether. So his style of play, his offloading is really starting to, to rub off on the team. Um, and, you know, we're seeing the handling skills of players like Sam Underhill, Elliot Stook really improve. Um, and, yeah, I, I, thought that was a, I thought that was a really, another really... Pre- and that, from, from and that offloading game marries so well with Jamie Roberts, uh, his his you know, hard carrying, his crash balls, because uh, that's putting us over the game line in, in, in one respect. And Willison, he's proving such a threat that he's he's drawing in two defenders, which is just opening up our big Fijian wingers. <laughs> so uh, uh, as we saw, they were put to good effect. Um, both, of which, both of which have played for England, but yeah. <laughs> They've both got Virgin Virgin descent. Right? There's, there's no, 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 no one's hiding the fact, are they? It's interesting. Actually, the commentary team. Um, we we've we've sort of spoken a bit about how we actually say um, Joe Cockenhagen's name, and the commentary team was saying like Joe Cockenhagen like that. Um, so maybe that's correct. Nick Mullins is saying that, so I think I'll I'll, I'll go with that one. Um, if any listeners know for certain, please let us know if it's Cockenhagen or Cockenhagen. It's just my yeah. just my pronunciation. Um, and then, far, well, yeah. And then, just the last thing for me on the game was that um, there was a bit of chat last week. We got a few tweets, and obviously, we addressed it in an earlier podcast. But um, Todd's critics been put to bed, and I don't want to bring that up once more um, on this podcast this season, unless things get really bad. So, yeah, let's put that to bed, boys. Um, the club's going in the right direction, I think. The recruitment's looking a lot better this season. Um, the style of play starting to take shape. And we obviously just thrashed, well, thrashed, they got back into it at the end, but we've been quite nicely um, a, a rival for position. So I think let's put those those to bed, as Todd did um, quite strongly in his post-match interview. Yeah, so should we, just on the mention of that last five minutes, it was disappointing uh, to let Quinns back in and really they got two bonus points uh, in a very competitive league. Uh, we should not really have given them anything from that game. Uh just yeah, was the last five minutes. You know, the, the game was already was already put to bed. But uh, have you got any comments really to make about that? It was really the main negative from the game. Yeah, I think the momentum kind of got with them, didn't it? Um, uh, and often it can go like that with the crowd. Um, there was obviously a couple of refereeing decisions we're not going to focus on, them, but obviously the Alec Brew one where um, there was a bit of confusion, certainly amongst the commentary team about what. Why exactly was that? And um, I thought the, the the breakdown was a bit more was let go a bit more. Uh, yeah, on on that Ali Brew back into the game. on that Ali Brew uh, you know incident. Uh, I 
it was quite confused. I thought he's as long as he's behind the ball, you're not obstructing. And he he wasn't. I thought he was completely within his rights to run whichever supporting line he wants to. It doesn't matter if uh, you know you, you you're on the attacking side. It's you know you got the right of way. Or, no. So or, Ben K actually made the point um, after the game. I think it's Law Nine B. Yeah, uh, may not be right, but yeah, Law Law Nine B. Which essentially says that you can't um, disrupt an opposition like player in his running line um, in defence. So, well, um, intentionally is that? Yeah. So obviously, yeah. Brew turned around a couple of times and and stopped um, Nathan Earl from getting to Chris Cook. I'm not even sure if he, he would have got to him to be honest. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think that was the right decision from from, from Matthew Carley. Um, yeah, and on, uh, on the whole, the ref ref had a good game. Uh, I'd say, um, Gabe. Yeah. Um, and the only other negative we touched on the last five minutes is negative there. Um, and the only other negative that I I, um, I felt was um, the restarts. Uh, we spoke about how strong our set piece was, um, our scrum and line out. But they, they you know, there's a, there's a it's off it's considered now probably to be the third the third set piece, the restart. Yeah. And there was a, there was a number of occasions where um, where we. We just obviously just scored, and then we we let them back into the game. With they 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 got it back, um, or we gave away a silly penalty. So that's the thing that, um, I'd like to see us touching up on. But apart from that, over overriding emotion was um, elation and um, excitement about the the season to come. Yeah, I I just want to touch on that sort of second half performance a little bit more, uh, and, and you know pose a question to, to you boys. Um, you know we're obviously so dominant in the first half, and and you know probably for the first twenty minutes of the of the second half as well. But just looking at the stats in the second half, so twenty nine percent possession and twenty seven percent territory in that second half, and um, yeah, I, I guess my question is what what do we put that down to? Someone uh, on commentary made the point that um, last season we were uh, top. Uh, for sort of tries conceded in the last 10 minutes of, of games. Um, and what, what do you boys think it is? Do you think it's a question of, of fitness, just an inability to yeah, sort of close out the game? What that's something I, I was wanting to flag up as well, is because we've been playing this such dominant forward, uh, a forward-orientated forward game, uh, it's perhaps taking quite a lot of, a lot of uh, energy out of the boys. So when we do reach those last... Last couple of last few minutes, then because uh, both those tries were conceded, uh, you know, from pushover tries around the fringes, uh, which is mainly where the forwards are defending. So uh, that is, uh, would you agree? Do you think perhaps that's what I? Because it's hard, to, it's hard to know what to put it down to, Gabriel. I have no idea, mate. To be honest with you, why we're conceding late tries? Um, so I, yeah, I've got, I've got a bit of a theory. I think, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a sort of combination of a couple of things. I think historically we've been poor at, at closing out games and um, I'm not sure whether that's a personnel thing. I don't think it's a fitness thing. Um, but I think it's also a symptom of the sort of way that the point system works um, in the Premiership. So obviously the four trials, we got the four tries in, I think it was, well, it was before half time, wasn't it? Yeah. And then after that, there's not really an incentive to, to sort of stay on, sort of, um, you know, to stay on it and to try and stop... Um, the Quinn's conceding and I was just looking at, at the table and out of the first three matches within the top eight teams there's been 17 try bonus points really and yeah and that, that just seems quite a lot and there is there are some people who <laughs> what you know what I'm going to say don't you yeah I know there, there are some people who have said um, why don't we introduce what they have in the top 14 in France which is that you should be three tries 
clear to get the, the bonus point. So then there's that incentive to try and stop the other team scoring late on. Otherwise, you, you lose your bonus point. What what would what yeah, would you I, view on that, Charlie? I, I, I quite like the opinion. I, I thought you were going to mention... The Super Rugby, which I don't particularly like because it's, uh, it's you would be twenty points ahead or something, but I, I prefer it to be tries ahead because uh, really the bonus point system uh, that we have in the in the Gallery Premiership at the moment is only really effective if you're coming to the last few minutes of a game and you're sat on three tries. But other than that, so it's, you're only actually going to see one, one, uh, one. Um, moment where that is actually encouraging attacking play do you understand what I'm saying yeah yeah well, what, what do you make of that that G the yeah, I think in the Super Rugby I think it's the same I think it's three tries as well in Super Rugby okay um, but yeah certainly um, I've heard that theory before and yeah I think um, it would be it'd be interesting to see a trial to see how it goes yeah um, I certainly agree with you that um, it kind of drops um, it drops the level of excitement in the game if a team gets four tries within 20 minutes like Leicester Tigers did last week then they've, they've secured that bonus point and there's no longer then you know they might kick kick goals to um, keep the scoreboard ticking over yeah, that's what I mean they were, and I, think, yeah. I think there were seven try bonus points in, in the round just gone by um, and I actually looked through the, the sort of um, the, all the results and the only Gloucester would have got a bonus point if we if, by that sort of three try Thing. So it's obviously teams are scoring a lot of tries and then and then sort of going off the board and letting other teams back in. So yeah, it's definitely food for thought. Yeah, I, it's I, I it's it's just the last point on this, but uh, it's uh, it's really the try bonus point should be something that is given to a team who's you know thrashed another team. Really, is what it should be. You know, if if you've only just snuck past uh, a team. Uh, then it seems it seems slightly unfair to have to have uh, to get a, you know, a five point win rather than a four point win when you've only actually won you could have won by one point for example but it could just be a high scoring match. But uh, anyway, I think we've given that enough uh, enough time. Gabriel, uh, what's uh, what's should next we, up? Um, yeah, should we move on from the from the game? Um, and just quickly, uh, there was no Bath United game um, the week just gone. There is a game the following Monday, the twenty fourth of the following Monday from this, 24th of September, um, against Harlequins at home. So, yeah, get down there because um, we are putting out some decent sides and, you know, there's a lot of young lads there. So if you are in the Bath area, um, we might go, boys, I don't know. If you are are in the Bath area, um, get down there and support that because, um, you know, it's a good opportunity to see some pretty pretty high-level rugby given some of the teams that uh, some of the the premiership sides have been putting out. Um, Do we have any idea how much uh, how much ticket costs? I don't think they cost much. Well, I think it's something like a fiver, uh, which seems a bit a bit of a bargain. Uh, yeah, we should have probably researched this before the pot. But I I seem to remember um, when I've been before, it's just a, a donation, a, a charitable donation, and it's free to get in. But that may have changed. I, I don't know. Don't. Um, well, that's yeah. That we'll, we we'll, we'll find out for for you guys next week because uh, it'd be good. It'd be good to get down and support those uh, Bath United games. Um, but yeah. So sure. So Charlie, you've mentioned that you didn't see um, too much rugby this weekend. Tom, what uh, what other games did um, did you manage to catch or highlights of? Uh, I saw the uh, Gloucester Bristol game um, on the Friday night. Um, yeah, which I actually really enjoyed. Um, to be honest, I think they're both both exciting teams, and there there were some good tries as well. Um, Bristol, yeah, I don't know if you saw this one one G. Um, Bristol started really brightly. 
Um, and, you know, they were playing their sort of classic um, attack from anywhere sort of rugby. Um, and, you know, it worked in parts and, uh, you know, Morahan scored a very, very good try um, early on and they went ahead. But uh, I just can't help thinking that, you know, playing from anywhere like they do, it's really dangerous. And against the really good teams, they're just going to get punished. Um, and, and, and losing the ball in, inside your 22 when you're playing a really good side like Gloucester, um, you're not gonna 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 win sort of matches on a consistent basis if you if you do that. So yeah, I think it was promising from Bristol, um, but they were sort of well beaten. I, I do think they need to rein in um, that sort of the style of play that they've they, you know they're playing. Yeah, it was interesting to see uh, George Smith on the pitch because I think that surprised a few people. He uh, turned up with his rugby ball to his uh, to his uh, disciplinary hearing. Uh, trying to show, uh, trying to show the panel uh, what what he was doing. Um, it's quite quite an interesting story that, but uh, seems to have. Uh... You've watched no rugby, have you? <laughs> I didn't didn't see the game, but I did did see some of the stats, especially about George Smith. He got pinged off the park, I think. Uh, he, got yeah, yellow, so he, he got another yellow got card. Yellow. Another yellow card. Yeah, I think you mentioned Tom that they um, they started strongly, but mainly. Um, maybe faded and that was probably the same the previous week against Saracens and that didn't help the card obviously red card last week for George Smith and yellow card this week on about the 50 minute mark um, certainly didn't help uh, their their um, them, them coming uh, late, later on in the game and also I think if you're playing that style of game attack from anywhere um, you are going to tire uh, more easily and maybe that's not yeah, and true. finally as well um, I think Bristol are a sort of side when you look at them have got a lot of uh, quality players as we've mentioned but maybe not the strength and depth so I think there are maybe three reasons why um, Gloucester came back into it extremely strong in the second half and I'm uh, very impressed with um, with Gloucester actually this season boys um, and another, another try for Matt Banahan uh, right at the end there um, yeah. yeah it's tough to see him going with the whitewash isn't it um, did you anyone see him sort of uh, uh, as a pundit in the uh, in, in the Bath Queens game, what did you think? What did you make him as a pundit? Yeah, I saw him there. He was um, he had the whole the old uh, James Haskell syndrome, didn't he? Calling Bath uh, Bath we at times, um, but yeah, I thought he was good. Um, interesting to see him doing that sort of uh, that sort of work. I'd have seen him more as a, a coach. Yeah. I don't know why. I just I kind of always view him as a coach, kind of mentor. And I thought that would be the route he'd want to take. But he's probably just trying everything because his career has only got a couple more years in it. So yeah, good to see him um, doing that sort of thing. He's obviously a top bloke, isn't he? Yeah. Did you see the um, the game on Sunday? Yeah, I uh, saw the game on on Sunday. Extra um, Oh, sorry. Uh, Wasps. Wasps. Wasp. Yeah. I did see it, obviously um, marred by the the red card. Um, but yeah, it was a really good game, actually. Pretty entertaining. What are like, your like opinions the... on the red card? Oh, what do you think, Charlie? What do you make of it? I haven't actually seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stitching me up there, Tom. Uh, hey, there's been so much, um, so much chat about it, isn't there? Every, you can't go on Twitter, you can't you know, do this, that or other without reading something about the red card. Um so yeah, I kind of think the listeners probably have got a, a pretty good, um, good idea of what what the opinions are. I, mine would be. I just find it fascinating. The players all seem to come out and um, say similar things. And you know, I know that the players need to learn about the new rules because laws because they're not going to change because you're never going to go back in a step of of health and safety. But I think there needs to be a bit more of collaboration between the players and the the rule makers to, to try and find a bit of a middle ground to so that to keep everyone happy because um, as I was saying earlier with with Freddie Burns we all want the same thing don't we 
We yeah, all want to see I, fair and good rugby. I do think all the sort of sort of hate that I've seen on social media directed at the referee. I mean, by like you know, there's no doubt about it. By the letter of the law, that that is a red card. So it's nothing to do with him. He's just enforcing sort of the laws that have been put in place. But um, I agree. Like you know, uh, Jordan Murphy came out quite strongly after the game, didn't he? And 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 you know, the, even the players on the pitch were saying sort of rugby's changed, rugby's changed. And um, yeah, it, it it is it is a real shame, but. Um, Probably one for another day, sort of a wide discussion around around yeah. concussions. But uh, yeah, it comes we up move on bath, to yeah. our opponents the next week. Uh, yeah, so I, um, I managed to catch the the Saints Saris game this weekend. Obviously, playing uh, Northampton Saints at the Rec um, on is it Saturday? Yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I managed to catch this game. And I'll just give um, give you guys and the listeners one positive and one negative from the Saints' performance um, to give an idea of what we can expect. So I thought the the, the positive, we'll start there for, for them, their, their positive from the from the weekend was the way they, they mauled, and I know that's something that we spoke about with ourselves in the Quinns game. Uh, so they, they scored a really good try from, well, a driving mall try, um, had Billy, Bun- Billy Bunapola was yellow carded from an instant uh, a driving mall, and obviously they've got sort of Owen Franks, um, and Dylan Hartley in their um, in their front row, and Courtney Laws obviously in the second row. So that's uh, an area that I thought they were they were definitely looking to exploit, and so that'd be fascinating to see to see next week. Um, It'd be a good head to head those two packs because exactly, we've, obviously, yeah. we've obviously bigged up our pack a lot this week. Um, well, it's, it's really impressive that they're able to maul. Uh, you see, you know, you say they won won the battle of the forwards at, at maul time. It's really impressive. You know, look at the Saracens pack: both Unapolas, Atoje, Skelton, and Sequoia Rhodes. Um, there are some serious monsters in there, so yeah, that's 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 really impressive from from Northampton. And then a lot of international caps in that as well. When you read those out, wow. Um, yeah. And then one negative um, that I'll, I'll I'll say for from the Saints' performance from their point of view. Um, so there's been a fair bit of uh, chat about um, this Takeli Nairavoro from that's come over from Australia, um, and yeah, he looked okay going forward, but I thought defensively. Um, you look quite weak, and um, he's got a turning circle of a P&O cruiser. Um, <laughs> so if you kick him behind him, he really struggles. Um, and defence out wide, I thought, was in general a problem for them. I mean, if you just look on the on the basic facts of the matter, is that Lewington scored twice and Strettle scored twice. Yeah. Obviously, both wingers. And Liam Williams made quite a lot of breaks, um, as I know from having in my fancy rugby draft team. And so I think that's an area we can... Um, we can probably look to exploit their defence out wide. Um, Absolutely shameless, shameless great. reference from you. Another terrible score posted this week. Uh, <laughs> I saw. Three and eight. Yeah, I was actually, I was actually just going to pick out um, sort of Naravolo. Obviously, we, we we spoke a little bit about um, Joe fucking Asiga and like how talented he is, given how how he's such a big man. And he's actually the second um, heaviest winger um, in the heart in the entire league. Um, Cockenasiga is, and the heaviest is obviously Naravolo and. Um, obviously, uh, they'll be lining up against each other gonna be head on to Saturday. Head. They're head oh, to head. That's so going to be tasty. That is a that's a pretty tasty uh, matchup, isn't it? Um, um, but I think we need to be sort of beating um, sort of teams like Northampton, particularly at home. You know, we've spoken about how they're potential candidates for um, to go down this season. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd really like to see us um, sort of stamp our authority on this game and, and win it comfortably um, with a bonus point, especially um, at home at the Rec. Yeah, so we spoke about obviously Harlequins last week and they had quite a similar um, opposition, I think, of Hampton given the, the records that they had um, last season and the, the fact that they both had new coaches. But obviously Harlequins was away, this is at home. But really nice to see us go back-to-back wins. 
um, build some momentum because we've got Saracens and Exeter coming up in the in the near future, um, sort of start of October. So um, it'd be nice to, to get another win under our belt. Um, we're currently what fifth in the table, are we? Um, so yeah, it'd be nice we're fifth to, or fourth, yeah. Um, well, whatever. Yeah, your places jump around a lot at the beginning of the season, though, don't they? Uh, so you can't um, read too much into it because, as you say, we've got Saracens and Exeter coming up, so we could be uh, could be facing two two back to back defeats. But yeah, I completely agree. This should be a game that we're winning. Uh, we want to make the wreck a fortress um, uh, this season. So. Um, uh, I agree with you on a bonus point where we, we've, we've done well as you say we've improved week on week I, I think you'd all agree especially considering where we were after week one um, uh, we've scored a fair, fair amount of tries haven't we we've scored uh, nine tries in the past two games which is which is great to see um, and uh, hopefully we just uh, as the team knits more and more together then uh, we can we can uh, make, make the most of it yeah, no, you mentioned there we'd like to make the wreck as a fortress. Now, that's, that's actually a very nice segue, without you knowing, um, to a tweet that we got from um, Mike Phillips uh, earlier today. And he tweeted us saying, guys, we'd like to get your thoughts on the Mike Phillips, is it? Yeah, not that one. <laughs> another, another, you know, well, uh, well honoured um, <laughs> international player. But an international uh, halfback that you're, uh, you're pissing off on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, what's, uh, what's, what's our Welsh uh, yeah, yeah. international got to say? He says, guys, we'd like to get your thoughts on the lack of any song slash chant at Bath games. Do you not think if we could all sing something at games that would help lift the boys? Sometimes the wreck feels like an away match as we are just all just silent, apart from the odd come on you Bath. Come on you Yeah, I, I, I've often thought that actually. Um, there's, no, there's no real song. Saying that, I don't want anything like the Tomahawk um, chop coming in because... Oh. Uh, I think all oh. we can, I think we talk, talk, speak as all Bath fans when we say that uh, we hate that noise. No, I love it. Um, <laughs> I love it. You like the song? Oh god! Yeah, oh, no, my I think it's I think it's one of the best chants uh, in the league. But I know you guys have no time at all for Exeter, so we can move on from that. But you know, it would be good. To, it'd be good to have some kind of song. But uh, Mike, you have to uh, propose us with a, a few a few yeah, songs. Yeah, Mike, if you can come up with a with a recording, I mean, you certainly don't want any of us. Uh, uh, singing a song on the pod, but if you can come up with a recording and, and you, you send it, uh, send it into us, then um, we'll sure we'll sure sort of play it out on the on the next podcast. Yeah, and that goes for any of the, uh, our listeners. If you guys want to come up with a bath song, we'll happily promote it on this podcast because um, I tend to agree at times that Rhett can feel um, a little bit quiet. Um, that's obviously got more to do with just the fans. It's got to do with the the way that the ground's built. But yeah, if anyone wants to come up with something, um, we'll definitely. Um, plug it excuse the pun on this podcast definitely uh, you might even give us a little rendition Gabriel one of us one of us will give a rendition if the song's good enough how about that that gives you that gives you some uh, incentive um, but going back to the weekend's game do you think uh, would you make uh, any changes you know obviously we rested some players and uh, made a few rotations but Gabriel what, what, what would you like to see yes I think the two areas of um the two areas in the team that we that I'd be looking at would be uh, scrum half. Obviously, I've no idea what the um, the the update on Fotoli and Chudley is. They seem to be mentioning on the commentary um, at the weekend that Chudley was uh, it was slightly more serious injury than than first feared. So I'm not sure we're going to be seeing him. But I'm not sure what um, Fotoli's update is. And the other one, obviously, be Locke. Um, we've spoken about how well. Um, 
like us and people on Twitter felt Charters played. Uh, Stuke also had a strong game for me. Yulzy uh, off the bench and then Atwood as well. So that would be interesting to see uh, what he goes for there. And then obviously Faletau, is he going to go on the bench again uh, given how strong our back row was and especially given how strong I felt that um, Mercer was at eight, specifically at eight. Um, so if you want to, maybe we could maybe switch Faletau to six but then Faletau's one of the world's best eight. So yeah, so that's what curious. I was saying. This is, this is a game we, we do really want to win. Um, so I, I'd probably bring Falatau back into it. Um, uh, he did make such a big impact off the bench. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see him, you know, make a make an impact and put us in a good position right right from the off. Uh, the second rows, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with what, what you're saying, but I'm happy to see almost any combination uh, in the four and five shirt because we've mentioned that the the depth there is really really impressive. Um, but at nine, yeah, the the, the injuries are, are a concern. I think uh, Max Green is doing 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 a good job. You know, his his one his one uh, bolt of the weekend was falling off that Ben Tapaway tackle, which which uh, led to uh, led to a try. Um, but uh, you know, he's he's a scrum half. He's not he's not necessarily he's not going to be too criticised for poor tackling. But uh, I think otherwise he had he had a pretty decent game, and I'd like to see him uh, see him and Burns continue that half back uh, partnership. Yeah, I, I don't think they were going to have an option um, at, at scrum half. Like, yeah, I think you mentioned there, Chudley. Yeah, he, he's obviously a specialist, and 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 Fotherly as well. I don't think either of them are going to be fit um, until October. Um, sorry, Fotherly is not seeing a specialist. Chudley is, but I, I don't think either of them are available till October. So I think it will be Max Green again. I, th- I think it's good for him to get some game time. Um, I personally would like to see um, Dave Atwood come straight back into the fifteen. Um, I, I'm all for resting and, and, and rotating players. Um, particularly when we've got the depth in the second row that we've got. But I think against a big um, Northampton team, which sort of obviously priding themselves on on the mauling side of things, um, I'd like to see him come back. Um, and yeah, I'd like to see Falatau come back into to the eight shirt and uh, and Mercer at six, to be honest. So yeah, they're, they're, they'd probably be my changes. Uh, yeah, and the only other one would be, um, obviously my boy, Freddie Burns, went off um, after about 50 minutes. So... Well, I don't know what his... But he went off in a similar manner in the the previous week, so I'm not really sure what the injury is. Maybe, Freddie, you can hit us up on Twitter and um, and let us know what's up, mate. <laughs> no, I, I, hopefully, Freddie will be all right and uh, he'll be back for next week because I've been really impressed the way he's playing and I, 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 like, I like that half-back combo. Um, yeah, on a serious note as well, I have been, um, in the most part, impressed with Burns, and I would like to see him start again. As I spoke earlier in the season, I want to see us pick a, a ten, and I think Burns. Um, let's just go with him and stick with him. Yeah, repetition. So you've uh, you've uh, changed your tune then a bit from the pre-season uh, uh, preview, and you when you wanted uh, Reese Priestland. No, I just said that I wanted one of them. Um, and I didn't really mind which one I'd probably edge towards Priestland but anyway we've touched yeah. on that yeah, you, you made your preference but yeah as you say it's, uh, it's we want that consistency at 10 which should hopefully fall through into our performances as well so we can actually get some uh, some consistent results and hopefully a couple of W's uh, on, on the board um, but what what's, would you say we need to fear most about Northampton? Uh, well, as I already mentioned um, in the in the bit about them, I think their their rolling more will be a weapon that that they use. And then obviously they've got um, Dan Bigger, who I can imagine on a on a game like this, they'll probably have a tactic of um, of using him to kick to the corners, use their their impressive uh, front five. Um, so I think obviously Bigger's their probably their standout player in the backs. 
Um, and then Nairo Vore, well, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what he gets. Uh, what, what he gets. But um, I've not been that impressed with Northampton Saints this season. I must admit. So um, I'm pretty confident. This we all agree season. on that, really. Yeah, I think they've got a dangerous um, back three in general. Actually, see Nairo we haven't seen much of, but um, he's obviously there's much talk about him. Tom Collins has been has been been tearing it up um, the last couple of games. But when I've seen I've seen it play, and also RC Tuwala's really really looked quite good. So. Um, yeah, but I, I, you know. I, I, however, however, when when you look at the the actual head to head individual player performances, there's not many Northampton players I would swap into our bar team. Would you agree? No, yeah, I, 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 I'd agree with you there. To be fair, Charlie. I, yeah. I, well, as we've all said, I think I think it should be hopefully a relatively comfortable comfortable victory. I just make one point about one of the other fixtures as well. We, we've spoken a bit about Gloucester, and you're particularly uh, Gabriel, pretty bullish on on Gloucester. Um, they're away. They're away at uh, Saracens um, on Sunday, so I think that'll be a real acid test to see to see uh, uh, where they're at. So that that'll certainly be interesting to see how uh, how, how the Cherry and Whites do there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, boys, should we put our next on the line with um, a little prediction and then wrap this one up. Yeah, as I say, Charlie, you were actually you were actually probably inadvertently bang on with your um, prediction. Uh, Last week, I it, was, I was. It, it was bar it was, by five points. It was, it yeah. was Quinn's. It was, yeah, you did go uh, bar by five. So do you want to do you want to kick us off and uh, tell yeah, us? Yeah, sure. So um, uh, it's good to see we've actually finally all three of us got a prediction um, right yeah. <laughs> after the first two weeks. But I think we might have another full house by the sounds of things. Uh, blind optimism? No, it's not blind. This one, now. I think it's uh, going to be a bonus point win. I'd be looking Bath maybe to put. You know, 40 points on them uh, and yeah, so maybe 40 points to uh, 20 yeah boys if you're getting down there um, as Mike said let's get behind the the boys um, let's, if you're down at the wreck um, really support the lads uh, after last week's really good performance um, and make it a good atmosphere and yeah I agree I'm going to go Bath by 25 cool Big, big, uh, big wins then both of you, and I'm yeah, I'm gonna uh, get on a similar line. I think I'll go, I'll go Bath by seventeen. Um, I think we'll get the five points, and I'd really like to see us put in a full eighty-minute performance um, and, and and not concede a couple of tries at the end like we did against Quince. Yeah, let's uh, let's hope so. So it's another full house. Twelve out of twelve predictions so far this season <laughs> have been for Bath. Uh, you wouldn't guess it's a Bath rugby podcast. Um, but thanks to everyone who's uh, who's listening and thanks for all your support and nice comments. Please leave us uh, a review, whatever your platform you're listening on, uh, Acast or iTunes. Um, and uh, leave us a five-star review if you've enjoyed it. Uh, hit subscribe on your device uh, and find us on Twitter at Bath Rugby Plug uh, to enjoy the many Freddie Burns uh, conversations that Gabriel will be, will be striking up over the next few weeks. Um, but boys, uh, another pod down and uh, looking forward to having all three of us back in Bath uh, next Monday. Um, yeah, thanks boys. See you, see you next week. Uh, looking forward to seeing you all catch up for a bit. Yeah, yeah. cheers guys. Cheers guys.